0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy, and you're listening to episode number 58. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, and on today's show, we are joined by a special guest, Lionel Godwin. Uh, Lionel's a good friend of mine. He is extremely rich in knowledge in training and nutrition, and I think you're going to gain a lot of value and knowledge out of today's, today's episode. We're going to cover a lot of different topics, but just sit back. Enjoy today's episode. Please do leave a review if you enjoyed the content on the show today, and uh, I'll chat to you guys again at the end of the show. All right, Lionel. Welcome to the show, mate. Glad to have you on. We've been trying to get this lined up for a while, so uh, pretty pumped to have you on here today, and I'm looking forward to what you've you've got to share with me and the listeners, mate.
1: Good on you, Danny. Uh, thanks for having me on.
0: No worries. What I'll get you to do to kick things off, mate, is just give uh, give the back the listeners a little bit of background about yourself um, in regards to business, but also your your health and fitness lifestyle as well.
1: Okay, so started in business uh, when I was 23. I opened my first gym. Uh, that uh, it's always been a labour of love of mine. I've basically spent a lifetime committed to health and wellness. I uh, from the age of about 10, I uh, had some very good role models uh, that I became very conscious of. In in, in learned from them the value of not only eating well, but of, of exercising. I, I, my grandmother was one of my great inspirations. I, I used to look at her, out of all of the people that I knew, she was one of the few that didn't drink or smoke. And she always, I was always found it so remarkable that she had so much energy and vitality and such a, a clear thinking person, and that really resonated with me. And she bought me a book for my 10th birthday, which was a book written by a guy called uh, Percy Cerruti, who was the uh, coach of, of Herb Elliott. And what one of the things that Percy Cerruti did, he was way ahead of his time in that he made a link between good training and, and effective training and nutrition. And that really just resonated with me. So um, I made a very conscious decision that from from really uh, 10 years of age to not drink um soft drinks and iced coffees and to not eat lollies and to have a really good, clean approach to eating. And it just seemed to work for me. It, it, you know, I, I was a um, prolific junior sportsman, um, played seven different sports all year round and, and just loved the, the not only the camaraderie of, of playing sport, but more just the sheer joy and exhilaration from being able to be active every single day. It just, every day was... It, I never felt like it was a a chore to to be out training or playing sport or just just being physically active. I was very lucky in that um, we didn't get driven anywhere. We just always rode our bikes or actually ran everywhere and for for years and years and years um, I did that. I rode my bike or ran everywhere and from that just developed an enormous base uh, from from a fitness perspective, that's basically stayed with me for the rest of my life. I'm 57 now, going on 58, and um, yeah, always knew that uh, ultimately my business life would be based around health and fitness, and it largely has just been in, in the health and fitness industry.
0: What, um, started... what age were you when you when you first stepped foot in the gym, or when you first kind of got into strength training?
1: Okay, so I didn't start strength training until I was 23. I broke my jaw. Uh, playing in a preliminary final of the football in in, in the AFL in the Northern Territory and I broke my jaw uh, in a preliminary final which uh, basically meant I couldn't go and play rugby that year because I used to go straight from one season to the next. Um, And so because I had nothing, virtually nothing I could do, I was a fireman at the time and we had a really good gym set up so I just really uh, trained in the gym because it was all I could really do. Prior to that, I'd spent nearly all of my formative years from about 13 through to 21, 22 using the old bull worker. Now, you're probably not even aware what a bull worker is, but it was almost like an isometric training regime that we used to do. And it gave me really good definition, Um, not great muscle size, but very good muscle control and definition. Uh, But then the gym really became an absolute obsession for me once I started training. I fell in love with the sheer joy of going into the gym and the discipline required to, to motivate yourself to lift heavy weights and to, yeah, to really push through a session. And, and I've never lost that joy. I've never lost that challenge of actually getting myself into the gym to, just to see how I can push myself. And the only real probably change that I've made in my training as I've aged is that I've really become much more cognizant of the need for the, of the quality of my training over the over the the quantity of my training yeah. so and what, um, what type of body
0: what, what body type do you think you were when you first started out like i know for myself I'm, I'm a bit of an ectomorph um for those listening you kind of got your ectomorph mesomorph and an endomorph ectomorph are typically uh you know skinny frame um, find it hard to put on weight very high metabolism mesomorph seem to put on muscle mass relatively quickly but manage to stay pretty lean and then you got your endomorph who, who puts on weight relatively easily um, and finds it hard to stay lean. So what type of body type do you reckon you were?
1: Um, I was a typical ectomorph. I was very, very thin, very lean, long-limbed, uh, very skinny wrists, very skinny ankles, yep. um, extremely fast metabolism, um, and um, found it really difficult uh, initially to, to really put on a, a lot of size at all and, and very quickly lost size. Uh, when I didn't train, it was only, and it's only been through having had, you know, now effectively 35, 36 odd years of of solid training where I've never had really more than a week off yep. that uh, I've been able to actually maintain uh, muscle mass. Yeah, no. So I was I was your typical hard gainer, very very thin physique, very very long limbs, long levers, uh, but very fine joints, uh, which led... One of the things that that compromised my training when I was younger and certainly through my uh, 20s and, and early 30s uh, because I didn't have a great understanding of body types and the, and, and the need to vary your training depending on your body type. I had a lot of tendon issues because I didn't train consistent for my body type. I didn't understand the, the need to train for your body type at that time which led to a lot of tendon issues and a lot of joint issues which I was able to correct as I studied more and as I learned more and as I went on to, to study exercise physiology. I really learned the need and the, and the requirement to really understand what your body type was, but also to listen uh, to your body as well uh, with respect to uh, how you were recovering from training and how, much, how important, obviously, nutrition was in that as well.
0: Yeah. Now that kind of leads me into the next next part of the the interview, Matt. What is your philosophy on nutrition? Has it changed over the years, or is there something that you've stuck to right from the, the get go, or what? What is your? No,
1: it, it, it's changed dramatically. Um, it, you know, the, the 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 most fundamental change that I've probably undergone is that there's not a one size fits all approach to to nutrition. I, yep. I certainly. As I've aged, I certainly don't require anywhere near the level of carbohydrates that I needed as a, as a young person. Yep. Uh, I, my body certainly is much more efficient now than it ever was from a nutritional point of view and that I can I understand implicitly that what I eat really does impact on, on how I feel, uh, both from a physical uh, level but also a cognitive functioning level as well. So my attitudes have changed very much. I. Don't now really subscribe to a rule of thumb for macros or micros or calorie intake. It's very much how my body is responding and what it is I'm trying to achieve with any given period of my training cycle. So, um, for instance, I will up my protein if I am doing really solid blocks of training where I'm doing sort of lower reps and, and higher weight. And then I stop eating as much protein if I'm doing higher uh, higher reps, lower weight. I, it really varies depending on where I'm at in my training cycle. And I try and mix my training cycle up. So um, one of the things I do do consistently, though, is that I have protein with every meal. Uh, and now, and depending on my training cycle, sometimes those meal variances will be four meals a day. Sometimes they will be six. But I never, ever miss a meal uh without a source of protein in it i like to vary my sources of protein i also like though to start my day with, with very dense nutrients so for instance i like to start every single day with a green smoothie and the green smoothie consists of a number of uh, vegetables and some fruits so fruits i very much concentrate just on high fiber low fructose fruits being your mixed berries and your kiwi fruit, which I always put in. I then have a mixture of carrot, kale, celery. I have ginger, chilli, maca powder, which I'm very fond of, spirulina, which I'm very fond of, cacao powder, which I'm fond of, chia seeds and hemp seeds, which interestingly enough have now been approved for nutrition, uh, for uh, consumption, uh, which I'm really excited about because they're a very nutrient-dense food. Uh, and and in terms of their amino profile, are a complete amino profile. So that's a really important start to the day for me, to have that meal. I have that every day and have done for over 30 years now. Um, And that's a, you know, it's a great way, as a smoothie, it's a great way of breaking down the cellular integrity of the food and really being able to absorb the nutrients. I always train in the morning, uh, and I eat after I've trained, and so that's a really good meal to... Really helped me recover from my training session and to set me up for my eating for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, great. And before I move into uh, into the training side of things in the interview, I guess from the outside in, your other side, your other passion is business. You've, yes, uh, you've been very successful with business. Where did that all start, and kind of where are you at now with in kind of what are you doing business wise?
1: Okay, so yeah, business has always been a, a motivating factor for me in that. I've always understood that with business, you're in, to a large extent, in control, but you also get out of it what you put in. Um, and so I've always been a disciplined person. I, I, I love That's why I love the discipline of eating the way that I do and of training the way that I do because it requires a certain set of parameters which are virtually non-negotiables and, and that's what I've tried to apply in business as well, that there are just non-negotiables and that no, those non-negotiables for me are that If the business is yours, then it's incumbent upon you as the business owner to make sure you do all of the things that you need to do every single day, that you leave nothing uh, to the next day um, that you could do today. So that's my overriding principle. Right now, uh, my partner and I run four businesses, and they're all under the one roof, which makes it really, really easy for us in that we run a dance studio, a health uh, food cafe, uh, my nutritional business, which is On Track Eating, and also a, pho- a photography studio. Um, what I love about business is, is is the fact that I get to interact with people on a day-to-day basis, but also to hopefully provide them um, with some really meaningful information with respect to how much control that they can have over their own life and their destiny as such. it's, it's yeah. I love to be able to encourage people to, who, who, who want to go into business that, uh they have the capacity provided they are prepared to do the work and you know business is not a confronting thing provided you are very comfortable in the environment that you're in and provided your expectations are real as well yeah. uh you know just because you go into business trust me that doesn't mean you you're rolling in cash and, and right. that uh, world's a beautiful place there's a lot of work involved there's a hell of a lot of commitment but it's commitment that is you know justified by virtue of the fact that it's yours and that you're the person who's influencing it most, and, and and that that brings with it in its in and of itself a certain sense of satisfaction that one you've taken you've been prepared to to you know take the chances and and to basically put you, yourself on the line and, and to get out of it what you put into it as well, and but also to op- provide opportunities for people to come and work with you and to work uh, alongside you um, and and to as I said, have a positive influence on, on people's lives. And, you know, for me, I'll probably never stop working. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit um, hyperactive and I, I, I can't ever see myself retiring because I see no value in being idle. Yeah. Um, that's that's uh, probably my own motivation for being in business is that no one can retire me. Uh, I can only retire myself. And, and in my case, I think, you know, that retirement will, will come on the day that they start mailing the lid shut. Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, you know, as I said, I, I really enjoy the fact that I have responsibility every day and that I have something to do every day. It's great to be able to get up and eat well and it's great to get up and go and train. But I also need the motivation of, of knowing that I've got, you know, I've got responsibilities, I've got things to do because it does make and an add a huge connection to my health and wellness, I believe. Being able to work for myself and be in business, you know, provides a real great fillip in terms of my health and wellness because it gives me great motivation, great passion and great opportunity every day to have a positive contribution not only to myself but to the lives of others.
0: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. The similarities between, you know, working on your own body and running your own business are are huge. Like you said, it's all up to you. Um, It comes down to discipline. It's never-ending. There's always something that can improve Um, and and really you have – as long as, as the choice is yours how long you choose to work on it and that leads us perfectly into the next part of the interview and i wanted you to kind of talk a little bit about use it or lose it the um the theory of using it or losing it in regards to your body um obviously yes. with age um training come becomes a bit harder recovery you know recovery comes a bit harder the nutrition side of things become more important so what advice do you have um for those that might be listening that are? You know, um, getting to the point where they're, they're not able to train as well as they used to, whether it be they've got sore spots or they just can't push as hard in the gym, what's some advice you can give to those people?
1: Well, the, the, the answer to that is, is if you can't push hard in the gym, it's then your body is sending you a clear message. If you're not able to do what you once did, then your body is telling you you don't need to. That, that's my first take on that. Because um, if you are able to lift the weights that you used to be able to lift, that would mean that your body is still able to do it. Now, if you're not able to do that, then it's time to reconcile that thought with yourself and to accept that you're not going to lift what you once did. That doesn't mean you change your motivation for training, or your passion for training, or your discipline for training. It just means that you change up your training to suit where you're at here and now. Um, the you know I'm a great believer in move or use it. If you look at the way our bodies are designed, our you know, we really are a model of nature's engineering. If you look at our muscle, our musculoskeletal system and our physiology and if you look at our cellular integrity and the reactions and the chemical reactions and the neuro neuron, neuro reactions within our body, it's all about using it. It's all about moving it and using it. So moving it from a musculoskeletal point of view yep. and use from a cell well-being point of view and a chemical and hormonal a balance point of view. The more we move it, the more we use it, the better the chemical reactions, the better the hormonal balance. Uh, all of that are, are predicated upon obviously by making sure that you've got good nutrition. Our bodies are designed, if you look at us and the way we're designed, we are designed for movement. And yes, we do have to be cognizant of the fact that as we get older, we might not lift as heavily as we, as we did, but the reality is, as we get older, we also get smarter. So we actually don't need to lift like we did. Also, our egos, I hope, aren't as profound as they once were when we were younger, where you know a lot of the time we lifted with our egos and not with our heads and our, or with our bodies. Our, our egos dictated to a large extent the way we trained. But I look. The reality is, no matter what our age, no matter what our our health as such. We have a responsibility to ourselves that if we can move and we can use our minds then then we should because, you know, there is nothing more beneficial for us as human beings, nothing more beneficial for our joints and for our muscle and for uh, the positive chemical reactions that take place within our body than to move and and, and to use our mind. There's a certain stimulation that comes uh, physically and mentally from moving that uh, I don't think we can underestimate in, in terms of the beneficial, being beneficial from a health, a total health and wellness perspective. Um, we really are designed for movement, and I should think we should always appreciate and respect that. And age is not an impediment. There is never, and I have never yet seen a reason why we can't, even if we're, I've been to powerlifting comps around the world where I've seen 92 and 95-year-old people still competing in powerlifting comps and there's nothing more inspirational because these people might lift these small weights and they might look very old but their mental state and their joy in living is absolutely paramount and there is nothing more inspiring than that. And the weight that they're lifting is irrelevant. It's the fact that they are moving and they are active because they choose to be. And I don't think we can ever, ever appreciate just how important that is for us. 100% 100%
0: 100% 100% uh, just a quick question a little bit off-topic who when you when you were growing up or even now who are your favorite bodybuilders?
1: Oh, Arnie without a shadow of a doubt uh, My my Arnie was my absolute favorite. My next favorite was a guy called Serge Newbray. Yeah, don't know whether you're familiar with him. He was just brilliant One of the things I liked about Serge Nubre. He's another person that influenced many of my habits in that surge. Um, spoke often about the need to have a 20-minute power nap. If ever you felt like you needed to, you should have a 20-minute power nap. The the value of power naps uh, that I've found is that if if you feel you need a power nap, the, the 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 benefit of that is really really quite significant. And one of the things that I've done is, and I've incorporated very much into my life is to have a power nap whenever I've needed it. I only do it for 20 minutes, and I'm I'm that well. Uh, adjusted to it now that i can actually go to sleep for 20 minutes and wake up exactly 20 minutes later what i did find when i initially started to incorporate power naps and i don't have them very often but when i do i when i do feel like i need one i will take one but what i did find when i first started doing it if i slept for more than 20 minutes say between 20 minutes just over 20 minutes to an hour i'd actually wake up feeling worse but if i stopped at that 20 minutes, was able to wake up at that 20 minutes, I just felt completely refreshed and energized. Yeah. And Serge Nubay was the person that uh, um, basically put me onto that technique and it stood me in really good stead. Uh, I don't, as I said, I don't do it often, but when I do uh, recognize within myself that I need to have a 20-minute sleep, I can just put my head down for 20 minutes and go to sleep and then work for hours upon hours after that.
0: Has um, anyone ever has those anyone those ever those told you things. you look like Arnold? Because I have you saved as Arnold in my phone. Is <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, yes, your I picture mean, comes a uh, lot Arnie lot. comes
0: up when you call me.
1: <laughs> yes, the um, when I was much younger and I had much more hair than I have today, uh, and when I was certainly much bigger, I used to be around one hundred and ten kilos. Um, I was often likened to Arnie. I have a very similar look to Arnie. It's nowhere near the, the mass. <laughs> Uh, nor the uh, great acting skills that uh, <laughs> I and I've certainly never became the governator. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did used to cop that a bit when I was when I was uh, younger, um, and I always took it as a great compliment. I could tell you, because uh, as you said, he okay. was my he was he and Muhammad Ali were my absolute childhood heroes. Probably Muhammad Ali was my greatest childhood hero. Um, but Muhammad Ali, uh, but uh, Ali from a bodybuilding perspective was an absolute uh, god as far as I was concerned. I bought his books, I bought his videos, I love watching his videos, I love his connection, his mind bo- mind-body connection. I thought was really quite ahead of its time uh, and I've always been fascinated by that. I've always had a great belief in it and um, I thought he was at the absolute uh, forefront of making that mind-muscle or mind-body connection. And uh, yeah, so yeah, he he, Arnie and Sir, he Muhammad Ali and Serge Noubray would have been my favourite athletes. I'd suggest.
0: Awesome. Now, over the years, I'm assuming you've probably, you know, tried and tested a number of different training methods. Probably all of them that are bloody out there. But what have you found that works best for you? Do you stick to the one thing, or do you try, do you like to rotate things around depending on how your body's feeling or what what type of training phase you're in?
1: Yeah. Look, I didn't for the first. Um, Probably the first eight years of my training, I changed nothing other than try to go into the gym and lift heavier every single time. Um, And it was very much a case of leaving, uh, not leaving my ego at the door, taking my ego into the gym and letting everybody see just how uh, strong I was. Um, After about eight years of that and getting some really incredibly sore joints and sore tendons and really struggling to recover from training, I, I actually then started to study exercise physiology and um, as a consequence of that i've changed my training up dramatically one of the things i've enjoyed with training with you i think you have a mindset that that's not dissimilar to mine you're very happy to trial things and to see how you respond uh, and i think that's important Uh, but you also very much focus on the quality of your training yeah Um, one of the things that that i you know i really do believe in is that we should very much understand what works for us again it comes back to this It's this very attitude, my attitude is very much the same to that of my eating and of my advice to clients, and and that is you've got to find what works for you and not be frightened to mix it up and and to look at ways of stimulating yourself both uh, through training and through eating by being prepared to really evaluate how your body responds both from a training and eating perspective. So, you know, I will often change my rep ranges, like I said. I'll often change the... the, um, Order in which I train, I'll often change the days in which I train. The only probably consistent thing that I do is that I always train at the same time every day. I enjoy that. It's for me. It's the best way to start a day for me. Has always been to do a form of training. Um, What time do you train? I train between six and six thirty every morning.
0: Yep,
1: and I love it. It's for me, Danny. A lot of people. love yoga a lot of people love meditation Uh, a lot of people like anything that gives them mindfulness and for me going into a gym at that time of the day gives me my mindfulness it's my form of yoga or meditation and that it really clears my head and it allows me to set myself up for the day knowing that i've done um something that's really valuable for me both from a, a physical, mental and spiritual point of view because it is very much a spiritual thing for me in many ways uh, and it sets me up for the day. There are often times though too when I will feel the need to go back into the gym later in the day if I'm having a really busy day at work. I'll quite often go to the gym for a 15 or 20-minute just quick cardio session or, or an ab session or a stretching session just because, it again, it, it clears my head, it, it gives me mindfulness and it gives me some clarity yeah. in, uh, in thinking. So.
0: Yeah, it yes, releases I like the endorphins as well, which is, which well, it is what makes you feel so good.
1: It does, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, um, as long as I'm prepared to be always open to what my body, uh, what signals my body is telling me, that generally will, for me, dictate um, when I need to change up my training or whether I need to be doing something slightly differently. I've, I've never ever wanted to compete or or to be on stage it's always been very much a personal endeavor for me uh because of what it brings to me and 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 you know i, I can't speak highly enough of the benefits that it that it's, it has given me for you know all of my life from a training perspective but from a weight training perspective certainly the last you know 38 years it's been a significant if yeah. not the most significant part of my health and wellness to be honest
0: yeah that's awesome to hear Lyle, mate, to wrap things up, would you be able to give uh, any – listeners? so a lot of the listeners here are probably new to training, um, yep. You know, whether it's male or female. What advice would you have someone that is just kind of getting into the gym for the first time or even someone who's been lifting for a few years but looking to step it up and, and take their training to the next level? What, what piece of advice would you give?
1: Well, the probably best advice I could have is to have clear expectations and a clear understanding of what you're capable of and what you're prepared to put in, because ultimately you will only get out of it what you're prepared to put in, but also to have realistic expectations as well. I see too many people that have unrealistic expectations who will either not train uh, anymore because they they haven't met their own unrealistic expectations, or they will look to cheat in order to achieve what was initially unrealistic expectations. So you have a very clear and focused Um, understanding of why you're going to the gym and what it is you are hoping to achieve and then set about achieving that because no matter what your goals and aspirations are, we are all capable of achieving them, provided they're real and provided we understand them and provided we're prepared to do what we need to do to achieve what our own goals and aspirations are. And the other thing is to try and enjoy it. See it as a lifestyle rather than as a a quick fix or a short-term thing. Try and turn it into something that you can understand and appreciate will stand you in good stead for the rest of your life. Even if your training habits change or if your style of training changes, if you can understand and appreciate that any form of training and movement that you're prepared to commit to for life is going to benefit you for life.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that first point you mentioned there about um, about setting realistic goals, I think that's really important as well because... You know you might you know I see a lot of people uh, whether it be even with business as well setting huge goals but their work ethic is uh, is not aligned with with what their goals are um, you're that's only exactly. setting yourself up for, for failure aren't you
1: that's exactly right I mean you and I have both seen it I've seen so many people that have gone into business and because they've gone into business they've decided that they're businessmen or business people yep um, and then they change the way that they act and to their own detriment um, you know, and I look. I'm probably a classic example of that many, many, many years ago I lost a significant amount of money because I was in business, and I just decided for whatever reason, ego mainly. I suggest that you know I was the be-all and end-all, and so for a period of time I, I I changed my approach. I lost the discipline and the attention to detail, and you pay a price for that. You know, and it's a price that you don't have to pay uh provided you're prepared to be open and honest with yourself and all and that comes from having realistic goals and expectations and understanding that nothing comes for nothing
0: awesome mate thanks so much for joining us today there's been heaps of valuable content in here that the listeners will be able to take home and um, next time i'm back home we'll, we'll definitely do another one we might even get a um a video interview or or, or film another training session or something but guys lionel has also written a blog um, for my website so I'll put the link to that in the show notes below but mate if there's anything else you want to mention before we finish up um, feel free. No
1: Danny only that it's a pleasure to talk to you I'm, I'm very uh, uh, proud of the work that you do and the manner in which you approach your work and your diligence and your commitment not only to yourself but to your clients and mate I think if uh, more and more people can access people like yourself and learn and apply what you and others like you are able to teach them, you know, the world in itself will be a better place because we'll be healthier and happier. So look forward
0: to training with you again soon, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to, to get your, your new episode every single week. Uh, thanks again, Lionel, and, and everybody that's listening, I'll chat to you in next week's episode.